the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to our little podcast. This is where we take a look at this week in music history. This being the week of October 17th until 21st. I hope you've had a good week since the last time we spoke. In our podcast this time, which will be short and always less than 10 minutes, a bath full of champagne and one missing sax player having sex in 1973. Axel Rose very angry in 1989 and a plane crash sadly changes everything for Leonard Skinner in 1977. All of that and much more over the next few minutes. In fact, we'll start with that saxophonist in 1973 a fella called Bobby Keys you know who Bobby Keys is my god what a musician well he didn't show up for a concert for the Rolling Stones whom he was on the road with the boys were so annoyed Mick Jagger banned him from future tours and that ban stayed in place until 1989 so why was he missing in 73 apparently he filled a bathtub in a hotel with champagne the good stuff Dom Perignon And then drank most of it in female company. But by God, musicians loved playing with him. Played sax for Elvis on Return to Sender. Bobby's delivery is uh, more guitar-like than any other horn man I know. We had to find a rocker, you know, and he was the only one. Moves, plays the saxophone in one giant swagger. He has that looseness about the rock and roll. He knows how to roll. It was this week in 2005 that Freddie Mercury's 1974 roller, his silver shadow, failed to sell in an eBay auction. Kashmira Cook, Freddie's sister, who had inherited the car from him, put it up for sale. But it didn't meet its reserve price, so it didn't go anywhere. Freddie loved that motor. Back in the day, arriving at a Queen video shoot, the rest of the boys are like, oh, here. It was a freezing cold day, and we were all there, and Freddie upstaged everybody by arriving in his brand-new roller, which we also felt he couldn't probably afford. Freddie insisted that we sign the contracts, all of us together, in the back of his roller, because this was the first roles he'd ever owned. Mental stuff in 1974. Al Green is taking a shower at his house when his ex-girlfriend, Mary Woodson, bursts in and pours boiling hot oil over Al Green in the shower. And then she takes her own life. Awful. Green suffers from second-degree burns. Hey, let's not stay together. Well, I don't want to feel accomplished, like I've accomplished everything and so I don't have nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. No, you got to stay hungry all the time. In 1989, this week, during a show at the L.A. Coliseum in California, opening, actually, for the Rolling Stones, who we already talked about, Guns N' Roses frontman Axl Rose said that this would be the last Guns N' Roses show, as reported on the telly in 89. At one point, Rose slipped and fell off the stage. Then when they returned for an encore, Rose went into another tirade. Apparently very angry, he said, quote, unless certain people in this band start getting their act together, this is going to be the last Guns N' Roses show. I'm sick and tired of too many people in this organization dancing with Mr. Brownstone. It's a reference to a drug song on the Guns' debut album. Sources close to Guns N' Roses say the group probably will play the remaining three L.A. shows with the Stones, but they point out that the band's guitarist, Slash, has been playing erratically of late, 
and that after the Stones date, the future of Guns N' Roses is very much up in the air. Imagine going to a lecture and have Johnny Marr turn up as the visiting lecturer. Johnny Marr in 2007 made a visiting professor of music at the University of Salford in Manchester from one of his classes. Hi, I'm Johnny Marr. How are you doing? Hope everyone's all right. The song that I'm going to play is uh, Headmaster Ritual by the Smiths. Um, some of you may know it, some may not. It's in a tuning, it's in an open E tuning. Which means that your bottom E stays as it is, your A goes up to B, your D goes up to E, G goes up to G sharp, B and E stay the same. In 2009, a clump of hair believed to have been trimmed from Elvis Presley's head when he joined the army in 1958 sells for €15,000 in Chicago. A bit of Elvis's hair can sell, but by God, you can't sell Freddie Mercury's roller. We believe that it's from the US Army haircut, and we did show images of it to a hair authenticator who had compared it to his hair from that same haircut, which he knows is from that haircut. And he said it was similar in coarseness and color. So we believe that it is from that, since that would have been an iconic, you know, time that, that Gary could have received a large amount of Elvis's hair. To 1962 we go, and Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crip Kickers start a two-week run at the top of the US singles chart. The song was Monster Mash, all very timely as Halloween is just around the corner. It reached number three in our part of the world 11 years later in 1973. But the song had been banned by the BBC because it was deemed offensive. Why? It was a graveyard smash. From a mash to a horrible smash in 1977, the guitarist Steve Gaines, lead singer Ronnie Van Zant, and backup singer Cassie Gaines, Steve's sister, of Leonard Skinnerd are all killed when their band's plane crashes in Missouri. Awful. The plane then impacted the ground and skidded another 140 feet. The wings were torn off and the cockpit smashed into a tree, killing McCreary and his co-pilot, William Gray. The fuselage broke off and the top of the plane tore open, throwing people out. The remains of the plane finally slid to a stop in a swampy, wooded area. Jumping forward now to 2018 and the city of Gainesville in Florida renames a park in their city. Tom Petty Park, because it should have been his 68th birthday when they renamed it. Right now we're at the Tom Petty Park here in Gainesville. Tom Petty grew up about two blocks down the road from right here. It's just a park, but there are a few things that say Tom Petty on it, like this sign. Aside from the name, there really isn't anything else here other than baseball fields and tennis courts. But there are a few signs that do say Tom Petty on it, so... In 1976 this week, Keith Moon played his last ever big show with The Who. He'd be gone in 1978. Roger Daltrey, frontman of The Who, remembers Keith. My own opinion, I think he was slightly autistic. I've never known anyone take the amount of booze, drugs that Mooney did. Remember Black Bombers and all that stuff? You know, people would take one and they would be high as a kite for a day. He would take a handful. I've got lots of, you know, memories of going to see him sitting in sitting in bed recovering from some well, the one the memorable one was when he took a, a, a monkey tranquilizer he, he f literally passed out second song on stage bang 
that the next day we had to push him around in a wheelchair because his legs wouldn't work. In 1992 this week, George Michael took Sony Records to court to fight over his contract with the company. He lost the case in 1994, but somehow 10 years later, he was back working with Sony again, despite accusing them during the court days of professional slavery. George was pretty admired by his peers, and why wouldn't he be? Check this out then. Modern day Elvis. George is authentic. He's fearless. You can hear pain, you can hear joy, you can hear everything in George Michael's. Really sexy. I want to leave songs that will mean something. And finally, we say happy birthday this week to Steve Luckather of Toto and Ringo's All Star Band, a man who says if you put the work in, it will happen for you. As I started out by ear, my parents said, well, you got to learn how to do this the right way. You should study music. Studying music uses a different part of the brain. It helps you with mathematics. It helps you with other things. It helps you with uh, problem solving, just simple intellect, stimulating parts of your brain to make you a thinking person and also a creative person. You have to learn things. You, knowledge is power. Guys, I can't stress this enough to you. And that is this week. In Music History, the podcast, a whole week in less than 10 minutes. Not too shabby, right? My name is Marty Miller. Thank you so much for listening as always. Until the next time, adios amigo.